Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another episode of A Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade this day. Sarah, it's been like an entire fancy vacation's worth of time (laughs) since we've actually gotten to record together. How are you? No, I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. I watched all of the Kenobi episodes. Me too. I, I watched them before you did. Yeah. That's because I had no internet on my fancy vacation. I know. Yikes. I don't don't know. I I feel like I wouldn't feel as much on vacation if if I didn't have internet. Like, it's it's such such an important way of life. (laughs) And yet, like, the bizarre thing is, 50 years ago, people would have been like, the what now? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I shouldn't say no internet. I had internet if I sat in a very particular spot and, like, tilted my phone a very particular... Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I had to sit against the window and kind of hold it at an angle and tilt my body. And if I shifted at all, I would lose the one bar of service that my phone could get in that spot. Um so yeah, it was it was nice to just kind of unplug, but then I would get internet if I needed it for a few minutes, and then it's it's really not comfortable to sit with your neck at like a forty five degree angle like this. Yeah, you know, for like long periods of time while you're holding your phone. Should I just try to record the whole episode like this? <laughs> Just to prove you're wrong <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yeah, but you have to hold your phone. Oh, deal's off. Yeah, see? It's not fun. So yeah, anyway, it's been a long time. Yeah, and jeez, uh, there's so much to talk about. So um, yeah, Kenobi, we're talking about Kenobi here. And then I don't know what we were thinking about, maybe starting uh, watching the Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I've only watched the first episode of that one, um, which I should probably just rewatch it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them yet. But we're thinking about doing that. Uh, We'd love feedback on what you guys think of our discussion on the Kenobi stuff. Um, And you've started reading the Stormlight Archive a little bit. I have. I have. We're taking... uh, I figured... I didn't want to start the fifth book of Wheel of Time if we weren't going to talk about it right away because I didn't want to forget anything. Right. So I, I like reading it while we're talking about it. I agree. Yep. So. Yeah. All kinds of all kinds of interesting stuff. We've even talked about doing some some kind of like book club thing or something at some point. Mm-hmm. We need to this. hash that out. Yeah, we need to figure out all kinds of things for the show, but. 
the show must go on. So let's talk about Kenobi episode five and episodes five and six, which are the among the more exciting variety of all of the episodes. Right, right. Um, okay, so you said you obviously you watched this one way before me. So I want to ask you something because we had different experiences with this because you watched it. What, you had to wait a week between the two episodes? Yeah, basically. Was that frustrating? Because I basically watched... So I watched episode five, and then the next day I watched episode six. Like, I mm. I didn't have to wait. That's a good question. Um, I mean, that's no more frustrating. I mean, I was frustrated after watching the first two. Right. And I was like, dude, I need the third one right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Disney Plus was like, dude, you're not getting it for another week. <laughs> you have to wait a week. Sit down. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about that when I watched episode five. I was like, oh, I actually don't have to wait very long for the next episode. So I was just curious. but. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean... The, the weekly streaming, it's it's such an interesting thing because, I don't know, like, I feel like all the streaming networks are doing this. I, I guess I haven't really gotten into a specific show on Netflix for a right. long time, but, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you watch a few more shows than me, but uh, it seems like initially when these streaming services came out, mm-hmm. they just released all the, the entire, they were like, here, all, there's a season of 12 episodes, here's all 12, go forth yeah. and binge. Yeah. And now it seems like they've gone into the more serialized, like more more like TV, where it's like a new episode every week. Yeah. Well, so the latest season of Stranger Things, they put all the episodes out except the last two. The second half of season four comes out next week. So they're making you wait. And they ended mm-hmm. la- the first few episodes on like a cliffhanger of sorts. Um so, yeah, I think they are doing, and I don't know if it's, this is just my guess. I'm assuming they just don't want people binging and then canceling their subscription. Yeah, that probably happens sometimes, huh? Yeah, so it's a, like, well, we'll just turn this into a weekly release because then you can't really cancel it. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense whether or not, I mean, I, I don't really feel... I don't really feel that that taken advantage of. Like they they spend a lot of money making these shows. Right. Like I, me paying eight bucks a month or whatever I, for myself, I don't really feel like it's a pretty good deal to have access to all that stuff. Right. Yeah. No. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I hate waiting. I'm impatient. Yeah. My dad ranted about it a while ago. Is it my dad? Someone someone was telling me how they just got rid of all their streaming services because it's so ridiculous. You have to pay like $24 a month. And I'm like, you used to pay for cable. It was like 80 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You didn't care about that. Mm. Anyways. All right. We're kind of far afield. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so ep- Kenobi episode five. Let's see. So how, how did four end? That was when they escaped from the fortress. Yeah, and she had sent the, like, tracker with yeah. him, which was just Lola. Episode four, Tris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so this one, oh, man. It's evil Lola. It's evil Lola. 
it's uh yeah it, it basically is just you know that they're they're on this whatever planet they're on trying to escape and she's obviously tracked them she's letting lord vader know they're on jabin mm-hmm. so what did you okay Let's let's just dive into like the big moment here because obviously Vader and Re- Reva are having this like third sister are having this back and forth about it, and mm-hmm. she's you know letting him know that they're that they're there and he's just all like oh you've done so well like great job pat on the back blah blah blah, blah. and then names her Grand Inquisitor. So what did you think of that? Well, I was just weirded out actually. He, <laughs> he named her. He named. So, why did she? Why did he promote her? Mm-hmm. That like before he even that. Okay, so what if she had just fed him a line of BS? Right. And said like, "Hey, oh yeah, they're on Jabim, sure. Oh, they're not here. Oh, but my tracker said they were. They must have escaped. Like, right. And like, didn't actually do a good job, like he said she did." Right. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, like it, it, it. So it made me think, like, I don't know, what what I'm seeing in this, and this is more generalized, just for the whole series. Uh, Vader is, uh, like, he's still growing in his role, but he's, he's he just seems like a big ball of rage right now. Is all he right. is like, like he's he's barely in control of anything in his life right now. Like instead of, instead of like. Once we see him in A New Hope and he's, you know, he he's able to, you know, actually have these, I don't know, more more controlled dialogues with people. Like right now, he's still just like, he just seems really out of control. I, I don't know what, a better way to say that. Yeah, frankly. which is, I mean, it's interesting, too, when you point that out. Because when you think about it, like, it's been 10 years, give or take. Mm-hmm. So... The fact that he's still having to grow and have these, like, I, it sounds weird to say mature, but, like, mature, basically, is what he needs to do. Yeah, um, no, but you're right, That that's a, you're right, it, it does sound weird, but you're, he does need to, like, because he's, what it seems like, um. He, he feels like an angry teenager right now. Yeah. Uh, is that is that a term arrested development i know it's a show mm-hmm. but like it it's it's where like you you're in this state of like you're not actually progressing right. in life and that that happens i know that uh like i've talked to recovering alcoholics and stuff before who say that like one one of the issues of once you're if you're an alcoholic like it, it's you stop maturing right in a lot of ways and so and so you have a lot of growing up to do after you're you're done being an alcoholic because you're like there's some some mental thing that's happening where you're just stuck where you've been or, you know where you're at the mm-hmm. whole time, mm-hmm. and that's what it kind of feels like. It's like his rage is just stuck. controlling him to the point where yeah he's just stuck because, uh, I mean, I can understand him being totally out of control after he decides to turn to the dark side and like that must be a hugely I don't know, it sounds weird to say, like, stressful event for him, but, but, you know, like, he's betrayed his family, basically, and he's decided to kill kids, he's decided to, you know, do all this horrible stuff, Mm -hmm. 
and you know then he like he blames himself for killing his wife mm-hmm. you know and um he's tied himself to he knows the guy he's tied to is a monster you know he can't like palpatine like all right. of the uh, everything we see have seen like sh- shows he doesn't like the guy really not anymore and but 10 years later he's he's still kind of in that state right that's a really good point though um okay so i'm gonna keep that in mind for later okay um okay but yeah so so obviously they've tracked them this was a lot and and they go there and like you know Reva goes down there on, on his orders kind of thing to go and get Kenobi out of there. Yeah, um, and you can see Kenobi started, started like, you started seeing it in episode four in that fortress. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, he's he's starting to get his mojo back. But then he gets there and he immediately takes charge. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. And like, oh, um, what I also really liked in this episode were the flashback episode, the flashback scenes. Oh yeah, that was really cool. Um, to like when when they were training, and it just highlighted really well how how you know Kenobi and Vader know each other and why he's mm-hmm. able to predict what Vader's going to do next. Um, which like you see, like he's like, oh yeah, he's going to attack next. Like he doesn't have patience. I'm like, oh, well, like, how do you know that? Like, it, and it's just really nice to see that <laughs> um, background. Because obviously, like we saw earlier, he knows that it's Anakin, and Third Sister knows that it's Anakin, but no one else does. Like, he keeps that, Vader keeps that secret, you know, guarded. Um, anyway. But we got a lot of, we got a lot more flashbacks to, not even flashbacks, really, but more info on, on Riva and, like, her being a youngling was confirmed and mm-hmm. all of that. So this, I will say, <clears throat> so I I already, I think everyone pretty much had suspicions that she was the, a youngling. Like they hinted at it pretty strongly. I don't think I actually enjoyed how this came to light. It felt very forced and I could tell what they were trying to do is they're trying to it felt like they were trying to make you have empathy for her and and like see why she would want to be vengeful and like you know why she wants her revenge and everything but it felt forced it just didn't feel I don't know no pun intended (laughs) no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) just the whole conversation between her and kenobi like through that through that doorway just felt so weird i i thought it was okay i think i think so we're we're used to like the redemption narrative right right where where it's like you know luke can redeem vader and you know even even in rebels like ahsoka tries to redeem vader a little bit Mm -hmm. at least and uh, you know like they're you also have like the the tug of war in episode seven, eight, and nine, where Kylo, it's like in eight, they're like he's like, no, you Kylo can't be redeemed. And then in nine, J.J. Abrams is like, yes, he can. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like everyone, everyone wants to be redeemed, and um, and so it feels a little bit like like Obi Wan is like 
oh man, you're hunting him. That means you're like, we're kind of, we're both good guys here. Right. And Riva, Riva's just like, no, like I'm still dark side. Like screw you, man. Right. I don't, I don't want your help. I'm self-sufficient. I'm, I'm enough. Right. Which was the vibe towards the end of her conversation, but like the, the beginning of it when it was first turning to her, like talking about that was her only family and he slaughtered them. And like, it felt weird to see her vulnerable. Like well, in that, in that moment, she looked so vulnerable and it felt weird. Well, and then she, you could tell she rejected that vulnerability and just, you know, closed the doors kind of. Right. Which actually, she, she actually opened the doors, which is another. <laughs> so, okay. So there, she's like, the rebels can, they can, you know, hole up in there for days, for weeks, if, you know. If, and then she goes and literally like one second later, the door is cut open yeah. with her lightsaber. She's just like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not waiting around for this. I, I was just like, why didn't you do that in the first place? <laughs> like, she's just like, done. Yeah. Oh, just man. Let's do it. It was, it, it was maybe the dumbest thing in, in any of the episodes. I right. Was like, you could have saved so much time. You wouldn't have had to worry about them holding up for days either. Yeah, I was just like, hmm. Okay. And then then the subsequent firefight where none of the rebels died and a bunch of stormtroopers died. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a battle scene. So, of course, you didn't pay any attention to it. But but there's like a scene, (laughs) there's like this shot as they're like leaving the initial cavern Mm -hmm. and it's just littered with the corpses of stormtroopers. And there's, I paused it, there's literally no rebel. Oh, you paused it? Yeah. Well, the second time I watched it, because I watched it all, I watched it two times. I watched it once by myself, and then the second time I would watch it with my boys. Yeah. Because I wanted to make sure it was, didn't have anything too crazy, or if I needed to fast forward something for them or something. Right. Which I, I, I didn't, actually. I, I was fine even with my four-year-old watching everything. Some mm-hmm. of the times were a little scary, and I made him come sit with me. You know, mm-hmm. we could snuggle, and he, you know, could keep him, keep him okay, but, you know maintain his expectations a little bit just help him through it but but anyways the yeah it was it was a, it was nice to have that because there are some some of the shows today like some of the marvel stuff especially i'm like sorry guys i'm i'm just not okay with with you guys watching it till you're older right but, Which is anyways fair. yeah i mean every parent's gonna make their own determinations of course but uh <clears throat> anyways the yeah, so I paused it the second time just to see there were no no corpses of rebels, which, I mean, I, I don't know. So stormtroopers are bad shots and all that, but there. Okay, so so there is this one thing that that kind of drives me crazy. There's this narrative that stormtroopers are bad shots. Yeah, they always miss. They always miss. I know t- millions of millions of puns and jokes and memes and everything about stormtroopers missing. And, and I get, I get it. There's a lot of instances where they do miss, but there's also a lot of times that they do. I mean, if you look at episode four at the very first scene where they board the ship, mm-hmm. like the Imperials just annihilate the rebels. Right. Like the rebels just get crushed, just destroyed. 
because the stormtroopers are good shots. And in this case, it's it's not even rebel soldiers. This is these are rebel. These are refugees. Yeah, they're not fighters. Yeah, like a few of them are, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's like they're just running away. They're trying to get right. away, and none of them are dead, even though there's like this huge. You know, Obi Wan is protecting a bunch of them, batting back lights. You know, with his mm-hmm. lightsaber, but this scene, I will say, uh, this is the only part of the episode that I cried during. What? This like fight in after she like opens the door and they're pushing in on them and. Oh, you uh, cried. Oh yeah. What happened? <laughs> what do you mean? What happened? Why did I cry? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. So I, I'm sorry if that was sounded insensitive. I. The, the the fight scene was more confusing to me than emotional. So I'm curious to see what was emotional about it. Um. So it wasn't the initial fight so- fight scene. It was later on when Tala was basically going to sacrifice herself. Um, uh, okay. Okay. But that, I that didn't. A bit more. I didn't cry about that. I actually cried because of the droid protecting yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was that was touching. Mm-hmm. It felt very, 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 very Rogue One K two S O ish. Yeah. And that scene just kills me in Rogue One. Um. So mm-hmm. it, it made me cry. <laughs> It just, it just. I cried for the droid. <laughs> I, I'm like, are are we all crazy? Like, that they have this is this is galaxy of slavery. Yeah, is what it, it's like slave wars is what it is. Like these these droids are sentient. Like they've been programmed to have preferences and to mm-hmm. have personalities. Like they're people. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, it's just like a person. You can you can delete the things in their brain if you cut the right way. Like right, same thing. Like, just because we don't have buttons specifically, like that that's all they you know go wipe his memory. That's that's like horrific. Mm-hmm. You know, like and the droids like oh crap, like they don't have any recourse. They're just like I guess I'll just not have a memory anymore. Right. And so Ned B, they're like. No, we're not going to let you talk. Like, you don't need to talk, you stupid slave. Like, It's just sad. I know. And, and yet he he like, chose to protect her. Like, it, you're right. It does tug at... You're right. I, I did feel emotional there. I, I was separating that scene mm-hmm. with, with the initial burst in. I was like... Mm-hmm. I was like, but people aren't even... Like, good people aren't even dying. It's just like... It's, <laughs> it's just like the... the the slave stormtroopers who yeah. are all robots themselves too. Yeah. Oh man, which is just sad. Um yeah. but but yeah, you're right. Tella Yeah, I was sad. Um Yeah. This is such an interesting episode because I feel like there was some of the it was some of the strongest and some of the weakest parts of the whole season. Right. In it. Because yeah, like I I I, I figured Tella might die. I, I didn't I wanted her to have more of a storyline with Obi-Wan. I mean, I've said a few times I wanted him to hook up, just jokingly. But, I mean, I wouldn't have minded him having some kind of a romantic... Right. Even if it wasn't... Even if it was more like courtly love, where they just both really admired and liked each other mm-hmm. from afar kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. that, uh, like, I knew she was going to... But I didn't want her to anyways. That was... Right. It was sad. 
I've always liked that actress. So. It was sad. So, and and I do agree with you. It did. This episode was kind of, it had a real had a lot of really strong points, and then it also had some points that you're just like, ah, it's kind of miss, kind of a miss. So I, I did have like a really, uh, really proud daddy moment actually. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so Tala's got the thermal detonator. She's gonna blow everyone up. Yep. And, you know, she's like saving Obi Wan basically, and uh, saving everyone else. And so I pause and I, you know, I'm like, okay, boys, do you understand what's going on? And they didn't didn't quite understand what was happening. Right. Um, and so, you know, I kind of explain like, well, she's sacrificing herself. You know, she's making sure that everyone else can get to the next place safely, uh, you know, and, it, you know, like they, there needed to be someone to do that or it was, it was just going to, you know, everyone is just going to kind of die right then. Right. And, and uh, so my boys were both, you know, okay, that, that they got it. And then once the episode was over, you know, we turned off the TV and uh, my oldest was like, he was like, Daddy, I think if if everyone was going to die and they needed one person to die instead to save everyone else, I, I, I would do that. Oh. And then my four-year-old is like furiously thinking. You can see the wheels turning in his head. <laughs> and he's like, I would do that too. <laughs> I would die for everyone. I was like, I like that was when I cried. I, I, I teared up. I was like, oh god, <laughs> uh, just a gut punch. Like, yeah, you're like let's not let's not think of that being an option. But but no. also proud moment. Yeah, like oh, oh. you guys are awesome. Oh, so yeah, proud proud daddy moment. But anyways, they. Uh, yeah, and it's moments like that. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that, this is why we watch these shows. You know, it's yeah. a lot of good teachable moments. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Ned B protecting her was touching her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this phenomenon in in Star Wars that we've noticed. Uh, like, uh, like Rebels does it all the time. A lot of different shows control panels to doors. Yeah. If you shoot them. They do exactly what the person shooting them want, wants to happen. You shoot them, sometimes the door opens. Sometimes you shoot them and the door locks. Yeah. Sometimes you shoot them and the door closes. Mm-hmm. And you never know, except all you know is that whenever the actors shoots the panel, it will the do. thing that you, the thing that they want, happens. Right. It's true. So it, yeah. So in this case, Tala shoots the panel, and Obi Wan is closed out. So, like, doesn't it make more sense if you shoot a panel that it would just be frozen in whatever position that it's in? So, if it's open, it stays open. Mm -hmm. If it's closed, it stays closed. Because you are essentially breaking it at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Okay. Cool. So. (laughs) Unless the system has some kind of a thing where it's like, well, the doors all need to be closed for security reasons. Unless there's an override, you Mm -hmm. know, in place. So, if there's, like, a default in, in the system... Then it's like, okay, well, the, that control panel isn't capable of deciding, of overriding the default, so we're going to put it back to the default. Right. But yeah, I, I would just think, yeah, it's broken. Yeah. Just frozen where it's at. But um, I don't know. Just, like, watch, watch all the Star Wars things. I guess not <laughs> not necessarily the, like, but the shows are all, you know, the animated shows that they shoot control panels, they open, they close, they lock. They do all the things, but it's always oh. what is needed or wanted. 
Well, okay, so yeah, it's like the rebels are being chased in the rebels show. They're being chased. They shoot the control panel. It opens the door for them. Uh, and then they close the door behind them. Get the stormtroopers to shoot the panel as well and open the door. But no, they're locked. They're locked behind it. Right. You know? yeah. Oh, man. Um, I forgot to mention the whole reason why like Tal is doing this and buying them time is because the um, like electrical wiring, I guess, like is shot. They can't open the hatch to get out of there for these refugees to take off in the ship. And mm-hmm. obviously Vader and them are coming in. And... Leia is up in, and I I laughed so hard. So she has to climb up into these like vents to look around, and she doesn't mm-hmm. have to, but you know that Hodja kind of has this idea to like, hey, like let's go look around in the vents type thing. And Rokin's like, well, like I'm not small enough, and she just volunteers, and she doesn't even volunteer. Really, like, oh, like I'll do it. She just she's just like, yeah, I need a ladder. Like, yeah, I'll need a ladder. Yeah. And is so bossy about it. Like, yeah. In true demanding, fa- like, not even demanding, but, like, yeah. commanding fashion. Uh, well, yeah, she's royalty. She's like, you would deny me a ladder? You yeah. deny, deny me a ladder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I really like that she kind of had a little, I don't know, like, exchange with Tala. Or t- not Tala. Um, with Haja. Haja, yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. A, a few times. A few times. Like, even in episode, in the sixth one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he was, I, I just, I think one of my very, like the most hilarious scene was like, Hey, how's, how's Leia doing? Mm-hmm. And so he go, he yells up, he's like, Leia, how are you, how are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, I'm busy. And, and Haja, like the guy who's, who's <laughs> standing next to Haja clearly hears her and Haja's like, she's busy. <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> just, I really enjoyed when he was kind of just telling her like it's a red one and like how's it looking like feeding her questions right. and she's just like stop talking like just yeah. like f off let me work here yeah at the same time i i don't know like so these are very some very restrained adults here because mm-hmm. i'll tell you if if my life depended on my sons working in some little duct or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I trust them to be trying to do the right thing, but I'd also trust them to get distracted and just be playing this, you know, some other right. random game inside of it. Cause that's what the, that's what little boys do at least. I mean, little girls I know are different, but like, I, I, I was shocked today. I, I was mowing the lawn in the front and I was like, boys, you need to like pick up the backyard and put everything on the patio so that we can actually, so I can mow when I get back there. And, <laughs> They actually just did it from start to finish with me asking once. Right. And, and my wife asked, asked, like, I told her about it. And I was like, yeah, they just needed once. And she was like, she thought I was messing with her. Oh, wow. Like, it's so consistent that kids get distracted right. from everything. And that's just how it always is. They're like, that, that's just. And so, so Leia is up there for a long time. And all of their hopes are completely tied to what mm-hmm. she's doing. Right. And the adults are just letting her basically, like, it, they ask her a couple times, mm-hmm. but otherwise they're just, and they're very polite about it and that's it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I would be like, come on, Leia, I need an update. Mm-hmm. Give me an, like, let me know, like, right. actually verify that you're actually working on this, that you actually understand what's going on. See, I enjoyed it because I looked at it from my point of view of, 
in my actual like job, real real world job, mm-hmm. I have to solve problems. And I react the way Leia reacted there, where she was like, stop talking. Like when people check on me when I'm trying to solve a problem, like leave me alone. I'm trying to solve it. Don't help and don't talk to me. Like that's my, my reaction was how Leia reacted. And I was like, this is hilarious. Um, so I just viewed it from that point of view. I didn't view it from the point of her, which like what you're saying makes sense. Like she's a 10 year old. Of course, she's probably going to get distracted, but well, probably girls are better at focusing at that age anyways, frankly, with probably. little boys. And the, I don't have much experience with little girls, but I just, yeah, I, as a parent, I'm like, I would feel like, even if I trust my boys to get things done and want to get things done, mm-hmm. I'm still just like, they just need, they need a little bit of guidance a little bit. Like they, they're just not ready yet. And that's fine. That's nothing. That's how they're built. And so uh, like I can imagine as an adult though, who maybe if you don't even have kids, mm-hmm. I would imagine other, like, you're right. Her, her response is the way a lot of people would react. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think that a lot of people would be like, our, our fate is in the hands of a kid. She's not even responding. Like, yeah. What's going on? You know? Yeah. It was fine. I, I did think that the duct thing was almost more of a reason, like a way to get her out of the main scene. Okay. Like out, out of the main, you know, out of the spotlight, which, which is fine. She needed something to do instead of just sitting on her hands. Right. You need to make her do something. And it doesn't really, I mean, I wouldn't say it gives her, like, any character growth or anything like that. Like, if no. anything, we're just seeing her react and treat people the way she's always done it so yeah. far in the series. So Th- this is This is probably... And this isn't even negative. I think this is her weakest episode mm-hmm. out of all six of them. Mm-hmm. Just because the other ones were all just really strong. And this one was like, ah, oh, she just like literally got stuck in an air vent the whole time. Right. But, you know, right. they needed to focus on other things. She, you don't want her to be distracting. And they put her put her in charge of something kind of important. So, so yeah. Um, and then Obi-Wan decides to be honorable. Mm-hmm. And give himself up. Right. Which what is... were your thoughts on that? Um, so when it... I, I expected him to do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be that, like, he would he would do that. And then um, it was more of, like, a, a encounter with third sister than Vader. Like, yeah. he's like, okay, well, like, I'll give myself up. But, you know, like, clearly he had a plan... And you knew this, like you you knew that he he had thought through what he was going to do because of this interaction that he had had had, had earlier, where he was like, "Vader's going, he's going to come down and attack next." Like he doesn't have patience. You could see, and because the episode was interspersed with all of those flashback scenes from their training, mm-hmm. you could see that he was piecing these bits together and figuring out a plan that would take advantage of Vader's weaknesses. So I know you started to read The Lies of Lothamore. You didn't like it as much, but uh, this right. this episode felt very, very, very much like that novel, uh, the craft of it. Because okay. so what, what happens in Lies of Lothamore, I'm not going to give away the plot details, so no spoilers there, but uh, the craft I'll, I'll talk about a little bit. So 
like they'll tell you like what's happening in real time like there's the story that's happening it's like okay you know the the main character and you know his friends are doing these the, these things this this and this um and then when a major plot point comes up they do a flashback to what happened when one of them was a kid or yeah. what happened and and you see the development of them as a kid to get them to the headspace to the to the point where they're like they're to what they're doing in real time makes sense you're like oh that's why he said what he did mm -hmm. and so like the craft of like bounces back and forth and it's a really cool nuanced way to get a, a really deep look at a character of you see what's happening in the main storyline but then you have all of these different uh branches of flashbacks of like oh that's cool like that's why they're so loyal to each other that's why you know like how it's right a lot of fun to see that you know and he's just slowly unfolding and unfurling you know like what these characters really are and and that's what this this scene was in in kenobi was like every move that kenobi made was based off of his 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 basic like just fundamental understanding of what anakin mm -hmm. truly was yeah exactly so you got to see that and then figure out why they were doing what they were doing um, yeah it was a lot of fun i i really liked that as aspect of the craft of this episode yeah i really enjoyed it um yeah so this was this was good and i mean it was also kind of cool to see because not only was he doing that and you saw that through the flashbacks but you could also see based off the conversation that he had with with reva that he was manipulating her emotions to get what he wanted yeah, it was a little bit like it's just a little bit dark on his end of mm -hmm. like like let's drag her into it. it. Like clearly she does, you know. He's like, well, she's probably wouldn't be better off fighting Vader at all. Like, right. right. And but, then... but I'm gonna just use that anyways because that's what I need. Yeah, which is I like I, I like it when people show a little bit of ruthlessness. I don't know, like. You can't all, you can't you need that like if you're gonna if you're gonna succeed if you're gonna win like you, there's some things you just I don't know she's she's proven herself intransigent she doesn't want to help him she doesn't so he's like well I'll use you anyways yeah yeah so he does um okay <laughs> and and then she sends him into the complex with two storm like so she mm -hmm. they got a little base camp. And this this seemed like what what do you what what's even this didn't make any sense to me so okay you you have this high profile prisoner mm -hmm. that you've captured for your master whether or not you like the master is irrelevant like if you're pretending to be on his team wouldn't you think the high profile prisoner sits in the middle of all of your troops and you will stare at him until until the elevator comes down right instead you, of like you you don't blink, you just wait. Instead of, here's two stormtroopers go into the place that we don't actually have all the way secure. I wonder if this was more of a like, and I, I don't know, I'm just guessing. Like, I wonder if he actually was getting under her skin a little bit and it was more of a like, he needs to not be near me. Hmm. Could be. I don't know, but I, I do agree with you. It makes way more sense to just Stare him down. Wait for Darth Vader to show up. No shenanigans happen. Yeah, just like stay on your knees. No, oh, you stood like 
you're dead now. Right. Sorry, Lord Vader. Like, he's dead, <laughs> but here's the body. Yeah. Go put him in your trophy room or whatever weird crap you're into. <laughs> um. Okay, so obviously, I just want like let's highlight the fact that Vader comes down and is he's just like, yep, Kenobi's mine, and goes in there solo, and it's like I'm gonna gonna find them and you know this this whatever refugee ship aircraft is taking off and he mm-hmm. uses the force to pull it back down and is ripping the siding off of it and you're like okay like stuff's gonna happen um and then you know he realizes it's a decoy ship because it was empty um and the actual yeah actual one takes off after the fact but okay so who was flying? The I decoy had that ship, thought. Though? First of all, who was flying that ship? How did he not see the decoy one when it was in the air? Because it would have been sitting there anyway, like out, out in view. And that ship, he walks in, that ship's taking off, and he immediately just is like, yeah, force, and like grabs the ship. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you do that with the, with the next one? Well, I, I think the him grabbing it thing was more like. The first time it was like instinctive and he was still full of power. I, I would imagine that he'd be like drained. Probably. Like maybe not all the way. Clearly not, because of the you know, like he was able to fight that have his next fight scene would be pretty good. But but yeah, like I, I would imagine like dragging a ship mm-hmm. out of flight would take lot out of uh, a disabled man such as himself. Okay. But I so, did have that thought of who was flying that yeah. ship. Yeah, I was like what happened to that person? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, okay, so obviously, like, Kenobi gets to revenge, and she decides to just try to attack Vader with his back turned. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a pretty... I I enjoyed this. It was a pretty good fight scene. It was mixed in with flashbacks. I love how dominant Vader was. He's like, so... So disrespectful of her skills, like so mm-hmm. disdainful of just like, okay, if I'm going to have to fight you with a lightsaber, I'm just going to use half of your lightsaber that I stole from you. Like, I'm not even going right. to dirty my own weapon on you, you filth. Like, yeah, just and snap. Yeah, snaps hers in half. Does throw her the other half, though, which is kind of like interesting. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, he's um, toying with her. Yeah, he's totally toying with her. I just still thought it was cool. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved this scene. Like, yeah, and just like his whole like, did you not think I saw it? Saw this coming, young youngling or whatever. Yeah, he like. called her youngling. Oh yeah. man, it was it was cre- like just the right amount of like creepy and like makes you just be like, oh, it's Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have so okay, so obviously like she doesn't succeed here, and he's he's. <laughs> You know, she's on her, her knees in front of him. And then, like, the, the <laughs> other Grand Inquisitor comes out. And obviously, like, you know, that he... I, I Most people were speculating something must have happened for him to not actually die when, when she had stabbed him a few episodes ago. Um, because he's obviously in Rebels. Um, my immediate thought here, like, cause this whole interaction happens. He had a great line about... Um, Revenge, revenge making the will to live. Yeah. Like, 
be strong, whatever his exact wording was. I got it wrong, but I thought that was a great line. I just want, I want to know, like, he came out, I'm like, okay, but, like, how did you survive? Like, what happened? Like. Well, I mean, I imagine he had a communicator of some sort. He was able to just, like. I imagine that, too. But it just made me curious. Like, that was my, my thought process. Well, you have to, so, like, why did Reva just leave him there? Like, why didn't she just chop his head off? Right. Like, she just stabbed him? And then, because it's this loose, huge loose end. Like, if he survives mm-hmm. somehow, because Maul gets chopped in half and he lives. Right. So there, there's precedent. Like, lightsabers, I think lightsabers are too forgiving when they stab people because they also cauterize the wound. Like, there's not a ton of bleeding, probably. Like, right. Maybe that's part of it. Or... Also, he got st- he's a he's not a human, right? Either he's he's from Utapau, like he's an Utapauan, mm-hmm. something like that. Like, who knows what vital organs are in his? Like, maybe nothing is there. Maybe all this vital organs are stuffed somewhere else. But one way or another, I mean, he's a he's a force user, and he he hates and you know he wants revenge, and he mm-hmm. survives. Mm-hmm. It was it was fine. It was just one of those other things where I just was curious about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was just a clear, like, like you said, Vader's toying with her, and it, it's, it felt very much like they were both toying with her in that moment, and, you know. Yeah, so, Grand Inquisitor lives, the original, mm-hmm. and uh, then at the end of this episode, I really enjoyed this, she is obviously, like, s- stabbed, and they leave her there. Um, and she finds Kenobi's con- communicator on the ground that ha- he had dropped that had that message Freaking on it. Haja had it. He dropped it. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Sorry. Um, and it had the message on it saying, you know, like, that he hadn't heard from, mm-hmm. from Organa hadn't heard from, from him, and he was getting worried. And if he hadn't he- didn't hear from him in the next few days, he was going to go to Tatooine to help Owen with the boy and Vader can't know about the kids, like this whole thing. So you can see the gears turning in her head. Um, but what I actually really loved was the ending scene being on a shot of Luke uh, sleeping in bed. Like I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. Really, really well done. I'm like, Oh crap. We're going to have to go back to, mm-hmm. you know, and she already had the interaction with Owen. Yeah, exactly. Before. Yeah, yeah, you're like, ah, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. They already set the precedent that a lightsaber through the guts in this show is not going to kill a, a Force user, probably. Right. And also that Force users are not going to assume that the others can survive. Like, you'd think, okay, so Grand Inquisitor's like, we're just going to leave you in the gutter, trash, mm-hmm. you know. First off, how does she get out? Like, is is there another transport just somewhere? Who knows? But... You know, because she can't, she can't have made it that far. Like, is that transport the Vader like brought down available still? Like, right. is it still gonna work? But otherwise, why why do people keep giving each other extra chances? Like, this happens in Episode Six as well, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, chop off their heads. Why why don't people assume other powerful adversaries of theirs are? Why why do they just like, oh, you must be dead? Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, it's whatever, but... Okay. 
So I feel like that's a good a good segue. We can talk about episode six, the finale. Yeah. So well, so real quick, episode five. Mm-hmm. What where does it rank for you? Oh. And you can add six to it to the overall like. So even though we haven't talked about six, man, so best best episode versus worst episode. What what's five for you? It's probably like in the top of the middle like three three maybe four kind of like your third favorite yeah i did i did like it like i i had a lot of a lot was happening but it also had a lot of stuff that you were just like okay oh but i cried during this one yeah so i'd probably say it was third Hmm. oh yeah what about you hmm that's a tough question why did you have to ask me that (laughs) um yeah uh i don't know like it it, it's really hard to rate like the first two because not much happens kind of yeah but i mean i feel like this is one of the like there are a lot of things that I noticed, like inconsistencies on this one that I noticed that weren't in the other ones. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, I would say this is one of the weaker episodes to me, mm-hmm. actually. Even though even though there was some important stuff that happened, and I, there was a lot of things I liked. I have just really enjoyed the heck out of this show. I don't know. Like Maybe it's like my fourth, you know, like number four. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Which is fair. I don't know what I'd rank. Like, I guess the one with the mole man was probably a little bit worse. <laughs> uh, mole man. I forgot about him. Um, okay. What a weirdo. <laughs> all right. So episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So going into this one, how did you think it would end? Okay. So you know that you need a fight between Vader and Kenobi still. Like, it hasn't really hasn't happened. Oh, yeah. Like. Like, fans would be super pissed. Like, Kenobi's yes. gone through kind of a transformation. He's he's a new man. Mm-hmm. And Vader is chasing him. Yeah. It, how robbed would you have field, felt if if it was like, no, this is the last episode. They didn't fight. Oh, man. It would it would be awful. It would legitimately... Yes. It, would, it would be a terrible, terrible decision. So many people would be mad. Well, even if the fight scene, like, didn't end up being, like, suit, like, yeah, essentially, what's the point of this show if they don't have some kind of lightsaber fight? Right. So. Like, they already, so I will say there's there's a small argument, uh, I was thinking about this, of if they didn't fight, in a way, okay, so there's this, the, the line that you always, that I keep paying attention to is, in episode four, uh, like Vader and Obi-Wan are talking and he says, when I, when last we met, I was but a learner. Now I am the master. Mm-hmm. And, and Kenobi's like only a master of evil, Darth, which is funny. Cause you could almost read into it. Like as a dead Jedi council, he's like, you're just, you're not a master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but you could just like, cause he schooled Vader super hard on you know like he he pulled all the strings to get everyone off of that planet Mm -hmm. you know he he tricked vader big time and in a way like that shows kenobi's mastery over vader right right because he he knows vader better 
I don't yeah. want to say be- better, but he knows him so well that he's able to predict what he's going to do mm-hmm. so that he can come up with this plan that will work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, like Vader may be more physically dominant, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Right. Right. Um, I, I mean, well, it does mean something, but it means like he's still playable. Like you, you still... Kenobi still has game mm-hmm. against him. That, that's all. So, so yeah, you, you have to have them fighting. What else? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you obviously know that, that Reva's going to go after Luke, which I wasn't too sure what to expect with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we still haven't seen Qui-Gon or heard from Qui-Gon. We haven't even heard his voice. Like, like Kenobi has not gone through to him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that the big thing though that I was thinking of was a Vader, Vader and Kenobi showdown, mm-hmm. and then obviously Reva was going to go after Luke for whatever reason. I expected her. I didn't even really expect her to go after him. I expected her to like go and like confirm the information. I, I almost expected her to like use that as a way to buy favor. Because, you know, the message obviously said, like, if Vader finds out about the kids, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when I first saw it at the end of episode five, when she was listening to the message, it felt like she, you could, it felt like she was trying to come up with a plan to use that information to, to buy some favor with Vader. Um. So I was, I was expecting more of that type of a thing, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so my my predictions at the start were, yeah, Vader and Kenobi mm-hmm. fight each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Reva is gonna go for Luke, and I, I my prediction was that Bail Organa was going to save Luke. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So then it, it would be like Kenobi saved Bail Organa's kid mm-hmm. and Bail Organa saved Obi-Wan's kid. Right. In a way. Right. They just like reversed or whatever. Yeah. Well, because of what Bail Organa, he was like, I'm okay, well, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to go to Tatooine because Owen's going to need help with Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So um, the, those are the two big things. And then, and then the thing I really, really hoped for was that we'd find like it, there would be a plausible reason that Leia wouldn't just be linked to Obi Wan and the Bail Organa wouldn't just be linked to Obi Wan, because otherwise, I mean, you have to you have to think of, I mean, I always laugh at at, at the end of Rogue One and then the start of Episode Four. Mm-hmm. So so Episode Four, Leia's captured in, in her ship by Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and she she's like. We're, we're on a diplomatic mission from Alderaan. And and Vader, at the end of Rogue One, watches their ship blast off from, from the profundity, like from, from the from the rebel fleet. Yeah. Like, he sees that ship leaving the rebel fleet with the plans. He knows for a fact. Mm-hmm. He's seen it with his own eyes. It's not just supposition. It's not like, I hope they have it. There's a 90% chance they have it, so probably. It's like, I saw your ship... And now you're telling me to my face mm-hmm. that that you know, like you don't have the plans, like stop stop treating me like an idiot kind of thing. Right. And 
it's it's more of that of like if if vader sees like i, I don't know i don't know how they don't link like okay they kidnapped leia and then kenobi just appears right and vader doesn't see that as a way to leverage kenobi into more action later right because you're kind of just like how did how did Riva know to kidnap Leia as a way to right. draw out Kenobi? Right. Well, unless they, she maybe she just didn't tell him which senator. But if, if they knew that it was a senator's kid, mm-hmm. they probably knew which senator. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I wanted to see some way that Vader wasn't like, oh, so as long as we mess with her, like. Clearly, Organa's linked to Kenobi, and if we mess with his family enough, Kenobi's going to come to the rescue again, and I'll get Kenobi. Right. So I wanted some kind of way for them to obscure that tie, that connection. Okay. Okay, that's fair. But those are those are my three like predictions and hopes. Oh, and and I figured that that Qui Gon would show up too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. I thought I thought maybe. Okay, so I thought maybe actually Qui Gon would would come and like s- somehow intervene between kenobi and vader in their fight mm-hmm. and that's how kenobi would like oh still be the master right and and get away kind of thing yeah okay i don't know i, oh, I had no. all sorts of all sorts of thoughts anyways so they're on a ship they're like hey uh we just left on a ship that doesn't have a hyperdrive for some reason so <laughs> yep wrong wrong ship that we left on oops oops uh we're in trouble oopsies yeah yeah um and then while they're doing that reva's you know looking for owen and luke mm-hmm. on tattooing she's she's shown up and is clearly still injured hasn't healed mm-hmm. um the the initial start of this one felt slower because they were all, I don't even want to say slower, but, you know, like you said. Oh, they're, you're right. They're on this ship where, where they don't have a hyperdrive. So it's a lot of like, oh, this this new problem has presented itself. We have another hurdle to get over and another option for Kenobi to, you know, volunteer, so to speak, or step up at and go on his own to draw yeah. Vader away from them. Um. Which, yep. which works, because Vader wants to only follow Kenobi, even though the Grand Inquisitor's like, no, like, let's not hunt this one Jedi. Like, let's go after the all of these Force-sensitive people that are escaping, these refugees. Yeah. And Vader's like, no. Because he's exactly like what we were saying earlier. Like, he hasn't had this, this growth. Like, he's still fixated so heavily on Kenobi. He's, he's stuck. He's stuck. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so, you know, Leia's obviously, she stays on the ship. It, it's very minimal Leia here, too, I think. Like, she's obviously upset that Kenobi's going to leave. But that's the decision that he's doing to give them enough time to fix the hyperdrive so that they can get out of there. Um and, and yeah. Vader follows him down to whatever planet he goes to. Yeah. Well, so th- there's a couple. So like, like the he has he has that interaction. I, I just loved 
I loved that Leia was like helping people on the yeah. like, oh, Lola's Lo- Lo- here to help. And, you know, she doesn't want Kenobi to leave. You promised, blah, blah, blah. And then Kenobi has this really funny interaction with the the so-called leader guy, the mm-hmm. bearded man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there aren't many leaders left. Don't stop being a leader. And I'm like, I never see this guy again. Like, I bet he dies. <laughs> I, bet he has, I, I bet he has a heart attack in a week like, oh. or, or whatever. That's not like a comment on his way. I just, I, I bet he just dies. Right. So, like, like I, we never see him again. Uh, or, or maybe we'll get like we'll get a Disney spinoff, <laughs> Roken. Roken. Like, <laughs> I was thinking that I was like, we're not, we don't see this guy. Like, we don't even hear yeah. about him or anything. So, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, Plenty of time for him to do important things for the rebellion and die before we see more rebellion things. I, I did really like here as well. Kenobi's interactions with Haja again and you know he yeah. wants him him to watch mm-hmm. up after Leia make sure she gets home like all this kind of stuff and like give her give him his word and I really enjoyed it it was just it stayed in character with with who Haja is he's like yeah 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 I'll do it but like I'm a I'm a scam artist kind of thing so yeah take well, my word Obi-Wan, for what it's worth well but Obi-Wan clearly like in a way, he sees through Haja's own sense of self. Like, mm-hmm. he sees a deeper, and he, he's like, you know, Haja's, like, kind of joking a little. He's like, oh, yeah, it's hard. It's very hard to be a real Jedi, you know? like Right. And, and, you know, he, he doesn't even believe himself, but, but in some ways, Obi-Wan is like, no, there's more value to this guy, because he, he singles him out. He doesn't single anyone else mm-hmm. out to, like... You take care of Leia. You deal with Leia. Like, Leia is so important. He sees that yeah. in Haja somehow, that he's the guy to do it. And he's repaid by that because, like, Leia won't talk to, to Obi-Wan. She's refusing to for him to see that Leia or that Obi-Wan needs to go. And then Haja has a talk with her. Mm-hmm. And then she can talk to him. Yeah. Or, like, and he, he opens and he's the like, doors. Oh, I talked to, I talked to her for you. Yeah, you're you're welcome, and you're like, oh, oh, let me roll my eyes, but yeah, but it worked. Like it, it's just this, I don't know. I he didn't have much screen time, but I actually truly enjoyed Hodge's presence in this show. Yeah. He, he was, he you know, best secondary character yeah. in my opinion, like way better than like fifth brother or any of the other, you know. I agree. Inquisitors and stuff. I really liked him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I agree. Um, okay, so, we get Kenobi down on the planet, and Vader follows him, and I really liked how this whole thing played out for the rest of the episode. You have amazing juxtaposition between Reva and Vader, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's down and interacting with Kenobi, and she's down there interacting with Owen and and Beru, and then... (laughs) They're fighting yeah. and she's fighting them. Like it's just this great back and forth where you have mm-hmm. both of the, both of these things happening at the same time, um, and I really like that they did it that way. Oh yeah, totally. I really like that too. Mm-hmm. I really loved. I also just loved like the little scenes with Luke and Luke is like we broke something on our speeder. Yeah. And I lo- I love how how exasperated Owen was. Like I really liked his the way he portrayed his character. You know, he's like I'm not that patient. Mm-hmm. Like and you could tell he's not he's like exasperated with 
stupid Luke breaking his freaking speeder. Yeah. But but at the same like Luke's like, yeah, I broke it, but we're gonna get a new belt. Like I'm gonna I'm the best pilot, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it'll be fine. Everything's good. Um yeah, no, I did really like it. They had And then they were really good at like weaving in these bits of their personality. Well and I loved the backbone that, that Owen and Baru showed like Instead of just running, Baru's like, "No, we've got go- like we're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna we're gonna protect him. We're enough." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was and, really good. Yeah, I I just loved like you could see like we're digging in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you could you can I felt I felt for a minute there it felt like they were in the two rivers. Right. Okay. In, in, yeah. In, in Wheel of Time, where they're like, we're not just gonna leave. There's Trollocs everywhere. We're all gonna get killed they're like no this is our place and screw you like yeah we're just gonna this is our we're gonna hold yeah we're not gonna run and endanger other people along the way like yeah like yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna hold we're gonna we'll be okay i just i don't know i love i love that spirit of yeah you're threatening me like okay i'm, I'm not as strong as you but screw you anyways like mm-hmm. i'm gonna find a way through like we're I'm not going to just be easy meat. Like I'm not, you're, it's not going to make, I'm not going to let it be easy for you. Right. Um, with, with this, with Owen and Beru in particular, with this whole scene, the one thing that I didn't really love was Reva was so focused on Luke that she was kind of just like throwing Beru and Owen aside and like, yeah, she, it almost felt like she wasn't even trying to injure them in a way. Like, she was just trying to, like, get them out of her way so that she could get to Luke. And right. because she was doing that, I, like, I just kept thinking, I'm like, what is the point? Like, what is your end goal here? Because what do you right. think is going to happen once you get to Luke? Like, if you don't because... do something to injure them or kill them to stop them from coming after you, what's going to, what's the next step here? Well, I actually loved this. You're right, because, like, she didn't kill them. I think she super respected them, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that on, the on like, a really fundamental level, she's like, uh, like, because the, she had that Jedi protector in the temple, like, in the first episode, the, you know, like, the clones are coming in, and the protector is, like, killing all the clones and protecting the, like, let's go, let's go, and, you know, like... I think I, th- you know, and there was there's a lot of a lot of these discussion, like even in her talk with Owen of like, oh, you protect your family, and you know, in the in the first episode, and then in this episode, she says like, you really love him. It's just like you you really treat him like he's your own, and mm-hmm. you know, and I loved his line. He's like, he is our own. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That's a good know. point. Um, I didn't think of it like that, but it was just one of those things where I was like. But that also, like, it just highlights it even more. Like, they're protecting him. So what does she think is going to happen once she gets to him? Like, it to me, I'm like, it makes more sense to hurt them or kill them now before you get to him. Because it'll make the second half of whatever you're sure. trying to do significantly easier. Versus you get to Luke and now you're dragging this kid who mm-hmm. may or may not be unconscious depending on how you get him. Could be kicking and screaming, so to speak, but you have both of his guardians coming after you still. Like, well, I, I think it showed how conflicted she was. Yeah, truly, I, I don't think she knew what she was gonna do. Like, I think she thought she was, 
she thought she knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm. but she didn't know. Like, she was too distracted. She You're re- right. Like, she didn't have a plan. She wasn't being rational. She mm-hmm. was acting on emotion. Mm-hmm. It, like, and I think you, you put it that, like, that's a perfect way to point it out is, like, yeah, it, it would be way more rational for her to just, you know, like, throw you know, uh, to, to just kill them, to slaughter them. But she, she doesn't know what she wants. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, you're right. I don't, I don't like disagree with you. Mm-hmm. She didn't do something that made sense. But in this, in this instance, I think it makes sense that it didn't make sense, kind of. Right, because it's just showing that she is kind of all over the place here. Yeah, like she, she loves that they're protecting him. Like, because she's on the very edge of, of flipping around and like having a a shift in perspective mm-hmm. completely she's she's real close and so she's starting to see i mean i i had another uh talk so i i happened to be we were watching uh we were watching part of episode five recently and um you know like the with, with my boys and you know, the, the climactic part where Luke, you know, where Vader's like, I'm your father and mm-hmm. stuff. And, and, you know, so, you know, and he's like, you know, come with me together. We'll kill the emperor and rule the galaxy as father and son, right. you know? And so, you know, I pause it. Of course, I always pause it, ask my kids, if they understand, you know, and talk about this. And, and, and I was like, okay, so, so Vader's the old, like, He's done all these terrible things, and the only person who can really save him is going to be Luke, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's starting to feel this, like, kind of love a little bit for him. But it, it's twisted and weird. Like, it, it's twisted by selfishness of, like, let's rule the galaxy, mm-hmm. you know? Like, but he, but he's offering to share the galaxy with his son. Like, he, he wants to be part of it, like very clearly he's you know he's got more emotions than just, like it's not a rational thing to be like oh this half-trained kid like right what what would what makes him think that luke would be any good at ruling the galaxy with him like, right it's not a rational thing and so you know we talked about like well he's starting to feel love again he's starting to feel a little bit of good mm-hmm. but he doesn't know what to do with it and i feel like that's the same thing as reva here right she's starting to and she just doesn't know how to handle it yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I'm being long-winded about it. No, you're good. Um, okay, so all of that's happening, and while that's happening, we're going back and forth to, like, this amazing final, like, it's finally here. We get this showdown between Kenobi yeah. and, oh, and Vader. And Leia snuck Lola into his yeah. Because he, was like, he had that interaction with her where he, yeah. he said he, he might need to borrow her to, to keep his mind off things from being scared yeah. or whatever yeah she totally just snuck it on his ship yeah i was like oh i don't know just a very awe moment it is um this this scene okay so when this started what were you thinking like were you still thinking qui-gon was maybe gonna show up here or yeah, I, I felt like Qui-Gon would be there pretty soon. Okay, because I, like, this was starting, and I was like, okay, how is this gonna end? Because, like, we obviously know like, that they both get out of this alive, so. Right. You're like, okay, like, what, what's gonna happen here? Mm-hmm. What uh, were you thinking? I, 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 I literally had no idea what to expect, because I was like, neither of them is going to die, so mm-hmm. either 
they're going to part and go their own ways, which I didn't think would happen. Um, or, you know, one of them is going to think the other one is dead and just leave in true, like, oh, I didn't cut off your head fashion. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just didn't know. I didn't know what to expect here. I was just so excited it was finally happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I, I was just like, oh, this is cool. Like, but, you know, I, I was just hoping, like, I hope we can trust them. I hope we can trust them. I hope mm-hmm. this isn't going to just get messed up. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. Like, you kind of see a, a callback from episode five where, you know, Vader's fighting Luke. Oh, yeah, so they're fighting with each other. I guess I don't want to, like, totally just fast-forward it, but, like, oh, I did love this line. I'll, I'll talk mm-hmm. about the, the callback in a minute, but I love the line of, um, well, you know, for, at the very start, Vader's like, have you come to kill me? And Obi-Wan uses a Qui-Gon line. Mm-hmm. He says, I will do what I must. Yeah. And that's just, like he had, he was like you have to you can't defy the ma- the council master to train to train uh, Anakin, he says, and then Qui Gon says, "I will do what I must, Obi Wan, yeah. to train Anakin," and it, it's just like now, I will do what I must, mm-hmm. just refers to Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, they they had oh yeah, the, all. all just so many good lines in this entire back and forth here well it it was so good and then um yeah and then uh uh, yeah they they fight for a while and um what was the other line i really liked they they had a few just like you said really good Mm -hmm. really good lines of you know just just back and forth um well so the one the one that i liked it was it was later on mm -hmm. um because they're fighting and going back and forth. And then, you know, Vader eventually just, I don't want to say overpowers, but it does seem that way. He just buries oh. Kenobi in rocks. He says, he says, your strength is returned. Yes. Mm-hmm. But your weakness remains. Like, there's, there's to him, there's, they're two separate entities. Like, mm-hmm. you can be weak and strong mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's not woven together. Right. It's not, it's not like, well, you're, you're weak, therefore you can't be strong. Mm-hmm. It's you have your strength, but there's also weakness there too. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was an interesting viewpoint to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it later on, which I mean, I might I might jump ahead here if I if we go back and forth, but eventually, like toward Kenobi and, and and Vader going back and forth, and eventually Vader's like, you you didn't fail me, like you. You didn't. You're not responsible for Anakin Skywalker dying. Like I, I did. Like I killed him. And it's almost like proud of it a little. Yeah, bit. and it was very eerie. I realize I've said mm-hmm. that a couple of times about him, but he had some really eerie lines that just showed that, like we've we've been saying, he's been stuck for so long. Um, and it just yeah. highlighted the fact that he has, he is stuck, like, and he, he definitely is still stuck, but it's almost like he's falling further into this. It's, it's like he's just spiraling more within this, like, self-despair and all of this, 
like he can't he can't move forward because he's still spinning around in this. Okay, so I, I actually I, I love that part. Uh, so yeah, he, he buries Kenobi. Kenobi, you know, comes back another instance of like, <laughs> why'd you just assume he's dead? Exactly. I love, he, exactly. I, I love that he's like goodbye, master. I love that. I line. did like that, and this was actually where I thought like maybe it would end. I thought it would be a little bit anticlimactic if it did, but I was like, okay, well they're both alive, and like we know yeah. that they'll both like they both leave here alive. So like this. Qui-Gon shows up and helps Obi-Wan out. Yeah, somehow. like something's yeah. going to happen where Kenobi mm -hmm. gets out of there alive. Vader thinks he's he's dead and yeah. whatever. Um, okay, so... Anyway. So then there's the callback of, of like, uh, Kenobi does this huge force storm. And I, I reminded my kids, I was like, well, you know, because they're like, look at all those rocks. My four-year-old was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you have, you have to remember, Kenobi was a Jedi master and he, he was like... The power of a Jedi Master is so much. He was so excited, but uh, like watching watching Star Wars with your kids, it's just it's transformative. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, he's he's so excited. And but but then Vader like steals that move against Luke uh, in the in Episode Five when they fight each other. So mm -hmm. so anyways, yeah, they they fight and Obi Wan gets the upper hand. And that's so creepy, like the voice modulator. I loved yeah. the, I loved it, loved it. And then I actually, I, I a little bit disagree with you on like this, him being stuck. I think he was, has been stuck. I think this was a growth moment for Vader, actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think he realized that his hatred of Obi-Wan mm -hmm. wasn't warranted. He's like, no, you didn't fail me. I killed anakin right i think he, he took ownership right okay he, he's like i uh, i'm what i am mm -hmm. because of my actions not you right. you weren't the one but he's still <laughs> so fixated on killing him well well uh, i mean he has he says it all the way grown but think of think of their first fight yeah. where he says i am what you made me yes yes that's you true. made me this way and then this time he says i'm what i made yeah I, I, I made did myself. This. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is which is fair. Um Yeah, this was I, I loved this whole second half of the of their fight was probably the best part of the best half of it. Like mm -hmm. just seeing Kenobi over um overthrow him and like use his lightsaber and slashes his helmet and you know exactly like you said the voice modulator is kind of going in and out and you can see half of his face and it's just like loved it I loved so it's so good um i will say sorry to backtrack a tiny bit when vader covered him with the rocks and everything he's like uh you have failed master and he had that line loved that line I half expected him there to say that he had the high ground. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, I was I like waiting so for funny. it. I was like, he's going to do it. He's going to throw it back in Kenobi's face. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, I didn't even think of that. That's good. But he, but he didn't. <laughs> um, anyway, so but like they, just, there was just so many good lines back and forth here. And then it was really sad, though, to just see like Kenobi just turned and walked away exactly like before. And left them there. Oh. Well, and, and I love this too because in episode four, he's you know he says to him, mm -hmm. "Only a master of evil, Darth." Like he calls him Darth, mm -hmm. 
But then at the end of this, instead of saying, I am sorry, you know, I'm calls him Anakin the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then Anakin's like, no, I did. And then Obi-Wan's like, okay, uh, great. So now you're Darth. I'm going to call you Darth. You're yeah. not Anakin anymore. You're like, you're dead to me. You're, you're gone. Yeah. And he says goodbye, Darth. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was really good. And then. And so the, then you have the scene of Vader talking to the Emperor, and he's mm-hmm. like, we're going to find him, we're going to find him, and the Emperor's like, are you sure about, are you sure this is a good idea? Like, he is, you know, the Emperor is, he's wise on so many levels, really. Like, they're evil, but right. also... But this goes back to know. what we've been saying about him kind of feeling like he's stuck and fixated right. and not, you know, seeing clearly not matured enough at this point where... Yeah, maybe he had that little bit of growth there where he took acceptance, like you were saying. But here, the Emperor is kind of like, hey, like, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Well, I think that this reinforced that little bit of growth, though. I think you, you grow, and then sometimes if, you, if no one's there to reinforce it, you're just like, oh, let's just go back to what I've been doing. It's mm-hmm. more comfortable. But then he has this moment of like, no, he's nothing to me. Mm-hmm. We're just going to forget him. Yeah, and that's it. And like that's he it. just, well, and and I, to, in, to in some ways, I think that that that's what how it explains. Like, okay, like Bale Organa is probably on their like shit list. Mm-hmm. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that word, but um, he's not. <laughs> he's like uh, on. He's he's on their most. You know, like they know he's he's a rat, but mm-hmm. then they decide we're just not going to mess with Kenobi because that's not what's important. Like that hatred. You don't, you don't need the hate. Like, focus on other things. Right. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I just I, I just took it more as him still being fixated on him and not getting over that hump yet and and the Emperor seeing that. Well, well yeah. Like, I think the Emperor's like, hey, now, don't do not do that. that that's, like, bad. It's like he had this moment of growth yeah. and then the Emperor was like... And then he went back. He's like, no, we're going to kill him. I hate him. And and the Emperor's like, don't do that. And then, so the way I interpreted it, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you're wrong, but the way I interpreted it was like him, no, he doesn't mean anything to me. I'm going to let it go. Mm. See, I interpret it as like when somebody's mad and you're like, oh, like, what's wrong? They're like, I'm fine. Okay. That, that could be it. That's how I was just like, he's he's just saying it to appease the emperor. Mm. That's fair. I, I, that's that's fine. I Fine as in like, I, I accept <laughs> that as like, I, I like mine. I like mine, but I like, I like yours too. So Who now, knows? now you're but, just making me want to rewatch the whole series start to finish so that I can well, take it in I, I just, and, and see whether or not I still sit on that opinion. Well, because Vader does eventually grow mm-hmm. into, I mean, into what he is in episode four. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this might be that moment that he actually just, you know. Where it starts. Thinks, yeah, yeah, a little. I, I mean, grow is it, such a weird thing to say because he's just like this awful person the whole time. Right, but, right. Um. Okay, so. I think, I think this fight was as good for him as it was for Kenobi. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Um, so, but also, like, so so he's done this, Kenobi's left, and Kenobi's now going after, he's going to Tatooine. Yeah. Um, for Luke, and, and Reva's kind of had this whole epiphany 
moment of like, because sh- she's caught up with Luke to, mm-hmm. to be like, oh, this is probably a bad idea, and I don't actually want to do this. So there's this really powerful thing of uh, like, so you remember in episode two mm-hmm. where uh, Anakin finds his mom, and, you know, kills all those Tuscans and stuff, but then he comes back to the Lars home mm-hmm. with a with a bundle in his arms and it's his dead mom yeah and the imagery is just so like they use the same location and everything reva has a bundle in her arms she's mm-hmm. on the lars farm mm-hmm. and it's another skywalker in her arms mm-hmm. and it's like it i mean we know he's not dead but there's this really powerful parallel right there. where like, this imagery calls back to it yeah, well, and and Riva is, uh, you know, she's like she doesn't want to be Anakin. Yeah. And the difference is, Anakin brought someone dead to that farm, and Riva, like, brought someone who was alive to the farm. Like, right. it's, is, am I Anakin? No, you're you're not. You've chosen not to be. Right. Um. What did you think about this whole interaction then between her and Kenobi then? Like, after this has happened and Owen and Barrow, like, realize that he's, you know, not dead and and mm-hmm. are, you know, happy about this. Oh, um, goodness, yeah. And then Reva and, and Kenobi kind of have this interaction where she's, you know, crying. She, she doesn't want to be Anakin like you've been saying. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I was like, great, like, more. <laughs> More Jedi just running around in the galaxy. Because like now she's going to have... I, I think... I mean, I, I just can't stop thinking she's going to have her own show now. Well, so I think I, she's going to have her own show. I've heard I've heard rumors that they are, like, wanting to do a spinoff with her. Oh. Okay. I haven't heard any rumors. I just... I don't know if it's actually been finalized or not, if it's confirmed. but And obviously, like, we don't know. It could be her... Her... Like, how did she fall in with the dark side? How did she, or not the dark side, mm-hmm. but with, like, Anakin yeah. and the Inquisitors? How did she, or is it after this? Or, you know, like, whether or not it actually happens. Um, I thought this scene in particular was probably one of the weakest moments of the, of the episode for me. I don't know what it is. I just don't have a lot of empathy mm-hmm. for her in these moments. Okay, I've, I've heard that. I... I think that I think she she did a good job acting, and I think that they gave her kind of a weird storyline. Yeah, the script wasn't wasn't the very strongest. I, um, I I it's definitely not the acting. Like I think she's a good actress, and I really and like I thought she was doing what she was supposed to do. I think it's just the storyline. Like I feel like she's just supposed to be more. I, I maybe it's just because of how her character was introduced. She's introduced so hostile and so cutthroat that to see her flip around like this it just didn't feel natural like so to see it i was Mm. like why like it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel sincere i i think uh, so i mean there's a certain beautiful symmetry here of like like she realizes that killing an innocent person mm-hmm. just to hurt someone who would hurt her mm-hmm. d- does it like there's no logical sense in it. Like she wants justice, she wants this stuff, and 
I mean, I think it's the same thing that we've been talking about with Vader. Like, she hasn't been able to grow. She's right. just stuck in this, like, this, this situation of fear and hatred and self-loathing self and just, mm -hmm. like, nothing. And, and I think she's she's just, like, so hurting. She's so, like, and, and she's traumatized by the idea that, like, maybe she failed and maybe she's just like Vader and, may, like, you know, Vader is so important to her in, in a lot of ways that she doesn't understand. And I, I just think there's a lot of that play going on in mm -hmm. her. And I I don't know. I think uh, you're right. Like the episode, it, it was it was kind of weak. I at the, at the same time, I I don't know. I, I guess I liked it a little bit. I li I liked also the idea that nobody is so far gone that they can't come back. Right. Right. Like that that's that's Star Wars in in its essence, really, of just like you know, Vader, like mm -hmm. well, I mean, I, I have to think this, like so what what would they have done? What if what if Vader had survived? He kills the Emperor. Should he have just been let go? Right. Should they have just been like, you know what, like you've done horrific things mm -hmm. for decades and slaughtered people, like but, but you, now, but you want to repent now, and right, like it's more like, well, God may forgive you, but we're gonna kill you anyways. Right, you know, like he probably should have just been executed, frankly. Right. Uh, but anyways, it's just this. Um, I do like the idea of redemption, and I like, I like that that Obi Wan is just like, well, you know, that's that's a. Uh, that's up to you to decide now. Like mm -hmm. you have to write your own script here. Mm -hmm. And I also had to chuckle real hard because like if, if I ever wanted a lightsaber, I'd, I would go to Tatooine. Right. And, and just like dig around in Tatooine. <laughs> just, you just go with one of those metal detectors and just wander. Oh, seriously. Like yeah. how many? How many are how there? <laughs> Yeah, like Obi Wan buries his. Yeah. Two, you know, like Ray buries hers. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Reva's got hers there. Like mm -hmm. it's just like the this repository of uh, lightsabers. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, then we only have like a few more more scenes left. So you've got. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, this was was great when. I can't, Frig, now I can't remember the order it was done in. Did he go see Leia first or Luke? Leia first. Okay. Um, oh, I was so, lo I, I loved it. She got the holster from Tala yeah. and she's wearing it. And her. you think her mom's the stern disciplinarian. Mm -hmm. And her mom's like, I love it. Yeah. And, I, and I, I suddenly was like, I don't know how I feel about her. I love her. Like, yay, she's a good mom. Like, she's going to let her daughter, like, do this somewhat eccentric thing. Yeah. I thought it was great. And... It was wonderful. Um, I really liked... So, obviously, like, the whole interaction when Leia see, sees Kenobi when he gets off the ship is great. Um, <laughs> she just... It's like it's like you're you're excited to see your grandparents, mm -hmm. uh, but then you go to their house and their dog is is there, and you just ignore your grandparents and, and, and go pet the dog. Yeah, like when, when she gets her droid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah she just blows past him. Mm -hmm. It's also it's also almost like a commentary on on an episode seven where 
where Han is dead and Leia go like it Chewie just blows right past Leia and Leia goes for the hug for with Ray, but she's no she never even met Ray. Yeah. And she hugs Ray and you know, it's just I don't know, the blow past hug thing is funny. <laughs> but yeah. Um it's wonderful. I really liked here because I think some of like a lot of stuff that I had been hearing, and I'm sure you probably heard it too, was a lot of people were complaining about the because she's been with him for so long that at the start of episode four, when she says like sends the hologram to Kenobi, and she's like, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope." And you know, she starts mm-hmm. this message with, "You you fought with my father." Um, the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, and it's very, like, formal, and, and and people are saying it's not something that you would send to somebody that you've had this interaction with. Um, yeah. I personally, so I took it, and, and maybe this wasn't how it was supposed to be taken, so you'll tell me what you think, but he has this line with her where he tells her that, like, they have to be careful in the future because if people know, it could harm them and harm their families and, like, they have to be careful with how they interact mm-hmm. with each other in the future. And I thought that was just such a good little, like, bow to be like, we can't act like we know each other. Yeah, like, don't, don't like, email me to say what's up. Yeah, exactly. Or something, you know. So now you have this start of episode four where, where it is like, hey, I don't know you, even though they do know each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, there's a, a, a slight layer of, I, I like that. I hadn't really thought of that, but that, that is good. Yeah, I thought it was you know. a good little, like... That's how I took it. As soon as he said it, and yeah. I've watched it. I also watched the episode twice. Um, I watched yeah, it again, and I still... I paid particular attention to that part, and I was like, yes, yeah. I still take it that way. Yeah, I... Th- this was the part that I teared up in, I think, mm-hmm. was... Um, it was just so... So precious. Just mm-hmm. the, everything... You know, Leia... It, Oh, and I love the very start of this episode where he gives her the holster and he's like, yeah. I'm not going to give you a blaster, Leia. Yeah, you're 10. You're 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. But, but then I love I love that, like, instead of just dismissing her as a child like he did at the very start of the show, he says, you're 10 years old, but you won't always be. Mm-hmm. And, like, here's a holster. Like, remember, you're a fighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, and dear Lord, I that this is the part that made me tear up was when he mm-hmm. said, you're, you know, I know your parents. Yeah. You know. And then he told her, like, you're this, this, and this from Padme, and this, this, and this from Anakin. And I was just like, Ugh, like, yeah. just. It was so, just, so good. So well done. It was so perfect. It was, it was really perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say that enough. That was, that was really well done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's, he makes an illusion. He's like, if you never need help from an old man, you know, she's like, grandfather maybe yeah one of yeah. those episodes but he looks so young here i'm like how does he transition in 10 years 10 more years or eight or seven, however many yeah to to being alec guinness i like, know i know it's such a but i mean, I mean this made me th- so so this in the next scene with with owen mm-hmm. it, uh, you know made me think I, I think we're going to get another show because he looks so young and revitalized. And he's like, and he tells Bale, he's like, if you ever need help, just call me, you know, I'm yeah. available. Like it opens the doors real wide. He's like, if you ever need help, mm-hmm. like it's just an open end. And Bale Organa's like, yeah, I'm starting a rebellion. I think I'm going to need some freaking help. Mm-hmm. But you know. right. 
Um, From a Jedi? Are you kidding me? Of course I'm going to need help. Well, like, I, I agree. I think we probably will get a second season because, I mean, they, they did originally say this was this was supposed to be a limited series, so it's just the six episodes, but uh, I think it's, I think we will get one. I think they all want to do a second one. I think so. I think, I think they do. Uh, so let's weigh in on it at, at the okay. end. If we're, if they're going to make another one, okay. and what, what our thoughts are. Cause I, I definitely have some, some thoughts on it. Just like you have thoughts, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but Okay, so so you you shed all your tears and yes. you just you're done crying. I I did not God. cry during okay. this episode. Okay, I, I I'm talking about me here. Oh, but, okay, sorry. Um, go on. Yeah, I was I was you know all teary eyed, and then they go to he goes to Tatooine. And he packs up his cave. He probably doesn't even leave a note for that freaking Jawa. No. <laughs> he does leave his generator there though, or whatever it is. So. And he has this whole, like, longing look back at it and then leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a symbol of his old, mm-hmm. like, his old broken self. He's like, I'm not going to live that life anymore. Yep. Um, yeah, so he leaves and then he, he heads over to to Owens and, you know. Well, I, I love this exchange because he tells Owen, he's like, basically, I I trust you. Right. Like, before, Owen's, like, there's this Jedi who just, like, stalks us and doesn't trust us to keep him safe, mm-hmm. like, keep Luke safe, and, like, and then, yeah, he has he has this moment of, like, just be his dad. You're good. I'm, I'm going to just let, let you be. Right. And, and that trust is repaid by trust of its own. Right. And he's like, okay, you can, you can meet him. Oh, uh, so. Oh. Yeah, he goes up and at the the iconic, hello there. Oh man, I I would have been happy to be honest with you if the episode had ended right there. Oh, I mean that that was that would have been. I thought that was the end. I thought that was the end too. I was like, that is a brilliant place to to cut it. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. Oh. Well, and I think this is this ties into tomorrow. Maybe there's going to be this. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and I do want to just call out, like, I, I noticed it in the first episode, too, the toy that he got for Luke. Yes. Like, that's the that's the toy that Luke is actually, like, playing with in episode four. Like, he's still, like, flying the Skyhopper thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's a cool continuity thing of, like, he gives this thing to Luke, and it's such a significant gift that Luke still has it in his possession yeah. ten years later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I what agree. I noticed, those I noticed that, too, and he had... And, you know, he's carrying it again here to give it to him, so. Yeah. Yeah, so then, um, so the final scene. Because mm-hmm. he's he's going down, you know, he's going to go down some canyon. Beggar's Canyon or some other, but. Um, and who shows up, but. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Yeah. There, and. Were you happy that it was actually him showing up as, like, a force ghost and not just his voice? Oh yeah. yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to see him. Yeah, yeah I yeah. really. He looked a little older, bit more decrepit, but I mean that happens. Mm-hmm. People age, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I've always been here." And you know, he's like, "Oh, we've got a ways to go yet. Like, you and I are going to have some adventures." Right. So maybe this continues into the next. 
Right. Oh, so there's there's this other part. Okay. So in in Rebels, uh, see, what season three, season four, what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. Maul Maul finds where Kenobi is, mm-hmm. and he goes to confront him. And when you know Kenobi eventually wins, and Maul sa- Maul asks Kenobi, you know, on like he's about to die, and he asks Kenobi about Luke. He says, "Is he the chosen one?" Mm-hmm. And Kenobi says, "Yes." And right now in, in Kenobi, he doesn't know that. Like at some point he comes to the conclusion okay. that Luke is the chosen one. Right. And so that, I feel like that could be the thread that they use. Right. And just weave that. That would be good. I mean, that's just speculation on my end, of course. I just. Right. No, that makes sense. Um... It's like, oh, we, we, we were just. No, Anakin wasn't the chosen one. We were off by a generation. You know, <laughs> prophecy, uh, what are you going to do? Like, whoopsies, <laughs> got it wrong. Oops. Um, yeah, like, just took the death of the whole Jedi Order to make us realize that we were off by a generation. Damn it all. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but it was... Okay, so overall, as a series, what did, what did you think? This had everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into it with any expectation other than like, well, it's got to be well produced because we're not we're not playing with like like if Mandalorian had failed, mm-hmm. which I, I loved it. I didn't want it to fail, mm-hmm. but if it had, it would have been like I, I never cared about this guy in the first place. Yeah, He's totally, exactly. You know, like like screw that guy. And if Boba Fett had failed, which you know some people think that yeah, that 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 was a failure, mm-hmm. I tended to like it, but. And my dad just texted me actually just a minute ago asking who was that blue faced guy that that he was fighting like because he doesn't know right he doesn't know who Cad Bane is right uh, but a- anyways I just thought that was just a couple minutes ago he he totally did but because uh, he just finished watching it but if that had failed it's like who cares about Boba Fett like mm-hmm. he he was you know at the end of the day he's not that important either but this but, is a but, main character like. Yeah. Like, I yeah, he, like, yeah. Like, you don't mess with these important, important characters without good reason. Yeah. And you, you need to give it the care and the attention that it's given. And I thought that this was, um, so uh, there, there was like added pressure, I guess. Right. And, and I thought they acquitted themselves quite well, frankly. So did I. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was trying really hard not to be too excited for it or disappointed for it until it was over. Like, I really like to see the whole picture. Yeah. Um, yep. Was. And I thought start to finish it was it was great. Because it wasn't really... It wasn't really about getting Leia back. It was about getting Kenobi back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, what this whole season yeah. was about it was it was about pulling kenobi out of the spiral which ironically like i mean coincidentally i've used that to describe vader they're both in these spirals and maybe they're both now being pulled well, out it, of it it's like they needed to confront each other they they, they needed, needed closure, closure. <laughs> there we go we figured it out <laughs> we solved it <laughs> uh yeah, so, good. so that's what it was about, though. Like, it's not about him chasing, you know, Leia across the galaxy, trying to find her and bring her back. Like, it's about 
finding himself and getting back to himself and Vader getting out of this and getting this closure. And now you can move forward with the rest of the storylines. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really powerful, mm-hmm. actually. I think, I, yeah, like that's that's what he, because he, he was like, we're beaten. We lost. Like, you know, he tells the Jedi, he's like, no, like, we're not going to stop trying to Jedi. Like, stop trying to make Jedi happen. Yep. You know? And you know, like he's like, hey, uh, I, I have it on good authority that Tatooine is a great place to just bury lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, no so one will find them. I high, highly recommend that you just uh, go go bury your lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, like, uh, and then I guess yeah, they they I think feel like they acquitted themselves well. I think there are a lot of people who went into this look like trying. Uh, so okay, uh, you know. There's there's a, a million and a half uh, opinions out there about how Disney has done mm-hmm. with with Star Wars, and you know there's a lot of fans who aren't best pleased with Disney. They, they you know for whatever reason they they don't think that Disney is, has been a good steward of of the Star Wars franchise. Okay. And I, you know I think that there's there's some validity to some of their arguments and stuff. There's certainly some things that Disney could have done better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, but I think those people, the people who who have been arguing this, that you know, like they they have been looking for, like they try, they've tried to dislike it, and that to me, if you genuinely like just went in with an open mind, I don't see how you could come out of this mm-hmm. thinking that this was a total abject failure. Right. And I, I just don't see it. I don't. I don't see how that's possible. I think part of it too is just accepting that there's no way they can give you every single answer and make everything tie up perfectly. Like they just can't do it. You're going to be there. For, first of all, it's just going to be too much time. You're going to be there forever. There, there just has to be some aspects of the storytelling that you kind of need to forgive a few gray spots or look over them and draw your own conclusions. Like how how you and I are interpreting things, that's us drawing our conclusion to something and, and you know, tying these strings together to make the story mm-hmm. make sense, right? So I think that if you go in with that mindset, like, it's it's even easier to just be grateful that you're getting even more content in this universe. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean... Really, like, what was George Lucas doing with the with Star Wars? Really, like, right, a couple shows like the Clone Wars were cool, and you know he's gonna have another different show that they was, but but uh, like it was all he was, it was all gonna have to be run by him, and yeah, I, I'm just grateful. I love that we we're getting all the stuff that we're getting. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so possibly season two. Yeah. So and possibly right. a Riva spinoff. Yeah. Or maybe maybe that's the one and the same. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Kenobi meets up with Reva. I, I think they have to be real cautious, though, here. If if they do decide to make a sequel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sequel show, they have to have a good reason for it. I don't think that he him just, like, going off gallivanting about, you know, like, the adventures of Obi-Wan. <laughs> like, I Yeah, no, they can't do that. Yeah, like, you, you can't... Because then what will end up happening is you'll get episodes that people are like, well, that was a filler episode, nothing happened here. Yeah, like, oh, he used his lightsaber some. And you can't you know? have filler episodes in Kenobi. You just can't. No, no, you you need... 
it needs to be a significant, important thing. And I guess the thing that like, I'm willing to be convinced. I just don't know how you show me that like, uh, so the, you say all the actors want to be involved again. And I, I agree. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, Hayden Christensen has said he wants to come back. Obi-Wan said, or, you know, even McGregor says he wants to come back. I, I think everyone would be willing mm-hmm. at the same time. I, I don't know how, like, so Obi-Wan and Vader just left each other on perfect. Yeah. On a perfect level right now. So how do you bring both of them in? And if they do it well, like they, they did a great job this time. Like, you know, they got their closure. Like we just said, like they find that was perfect. Mm-hmm, wonderful. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing to make all their interactions make sense again? Like yeah. just bringing them back for bringing them back sake. I mean, it. I want, I feel like they handled it with a lot of care and they did yeah. a really good job here, but they have to be real cautious. Yeah, I agree. About bringing them back. Yeah, because then you, you will get filler episodes or you'll just get episodes where or, or a storyline where Kenobi's doing something and then they just show on the side what Vader is doing for the sake of having Vader in it. Like, right. Which I don't think would be good. Like, you can't do that. Uh, these are these are main characters from the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're not just new, you know, random crap. But so, you know, like, I wouldn't, I, I think tentatively, if they ran it well, it's like, well, what if Obi-Wan had some interactions with like the local gangs on Tatooine, like, right. you know, who are messing with the Lars, like maybe a smaller story, but at the same time, I want to see little Leia again too. She was pretty awesome. Right. She was so good. Yeah. yeah. I think she was probably my favorite part of all of it. Mm-hmm. I like, I liked a lot of other things, but I think at the end she was just too delightful mm-hmm. to, to, to ignore. So anyways, all right. We've probably gone on, on it too much length, but that's, this is a really good show. Yeah. So, that's it. That's the end of Kenobi. Hmm. We'll figure out what we do next. Yeah, we'll get... Uh, what, is it Cassian next or Bad Batch next for Star Wars? I think it's Bad Batch. Hmm. You know, I think it's actually Cassian and then Kenobi's... Er, and then... I think Bad Batch is going to be running at the same time as Cassian, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I think, I think so. So maybe it's Bad Batch. To Ca- Anyways, it's exciting, though. Yeah. One way or another. More shows. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts before we call it good? I think we're good to call it good. Good to call it good? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Let's call it good. All right. Well... Thank you, everybody, for listening. May you always find water and shade.